Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today, and they'll match your first bet up to $1,000. Win or lose. Superbook.com for terms and conditions. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com will get you your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. True Math Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out, a better way to work out for you to achieve your fitness goals. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. So, with everything that we have uh, going on in uh, Middle Tennessee, we have obviously kind of diverted from sports talk for quite some time, and we appreciate you guys uh, giving us a little grace on that as we kind of tried to figure out you know, the best way to move forward. But um, given, you know, I think the best way for us to do that, we were kind of figuring it out today on the radio show, is just kind of get into it and, uh, you know, everything that's going on in the uh, the ether. um, I think at this point, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. And I'll tell you how you can help the families, the victims of the Covenant School shooting a little later on. Tonight, Uh, but we have to talk about the things that Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel are saying at the NFL owners meetings. We haven't gotten into that at all this week for obvious reasons. And uh, Rand Carthon being asked some questions for the first time since, for example, uh, reportedly asking Kevin Byard to take a pay cut, reportedly um, listening to offers on Derrick Henry, all these different things that have been kind of swirling around and this man being uh, asked questions for the first time since they've made these initial free agency signings. Um, Mike Conley says, when the hell is this team going to sign a player that isn't a backup? Well, they're not, Mike. That's the point. Um, if you've listened to Rand Carthon's comments, if you've seen any of the clips coming out of the owners' meetings, you've heard Rand Carthon say, yeah, they're banking on guys getting bigger opportunities who have been, to this point, backups in the NFL. Now that can make you feel bad. Um, you know, I understand why it doesn't feel great. I also kind of get the strategy because they don't have any damn money. Like they don't have any financial, uh, wiggle room. They are in cap hell. That's a result of the, uh, restructures and contracts that were given up, uh, given out under a previous regime and they're digging themselves out of a bunch of dead money. So they're not tying themselves to, uh, players for, long periods of time, uh, they are not going to put a bunch of dead money on the books the way that they're already trying to fight their way out of. So they've got to try to find ways to win at value, whether they win or not. It's an entirely different question. Mike adds, he believes this team is definitely tanking on purpose, maybe for a high draft pick. Um, Again, I will say to you, Mike Vrabel is not tanking on purpose in any way, shape, or form. And to believe that he would do so uh, is utterly... um, Nonsense at this stage. Uh, Now, they may still suck. Like, they may be terrible, 
but they're not actively going to be terrible. Uh, they're going to try to win football games, even if you don't think that the players that they've signed are capable of getting them off the map. We will see. Uh, Ryan Fields and William Young say, what happened to wide receiver? We need a wide receiver badly. Well, I think that NWI might be the wide receiver signing that you just made. But, um, you know, there's still post-draft free agency that we have at this point. And Bork Borkington adds, but can you give the Titans some money? Um, no, I don't do hometown discounts and I don't give money back, nor do I take pay cuts or restructures. So um, we are closed for business on that front at this time. But I think that for all the different signings that they've made, there's still players on the roster who have value. Derrick Henry is one such player. Your two Rivers Ford take, um, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and Kevin Byard, all for different reasons, are teams that have value at this, are players that have value at this stage of the game. So I want to ask you this question on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch here on the Primetime Show. Which player is least likely to be on the Titans roster by the time they play football? in 2023 Derek Henry Ryan Tannehill or Kevin Byard we'll talk about it together on Facebook YouTube Twitter and Twitch it's your two rivers Ford take as always it is presented by the fine folks at two rivers Ford two rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go for 2023 model year Fords to test drive them today to experience the award-winning customer service and the quality American-made Ford vehicles that Two Rivers Ford has to offer. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, which player is least likely to be on the Titans roster in 2023? Let's see. Uh, Joshua Hart says Tannehill. Um, Rebecca Lane says Tannehill. Lewis, sa- or Luis rather, says King Henry. Uh, Byard, because he's not going to take a pay cut as he shouldn't. He's earned his money. Chad Phillips says cut all three. So, uh, Rain Carthon has been asked about all three players this week. Mike Vrabel as well. And the thing that was said about Kevin Byard, which we told you guys, uh, I believe, some point last week. Kevin Byard never asked for his release. Ryan, uh, or rather, Rand Carthon called that, um, uh, I can't remember the exact phrasing on it, but basically blatantly false is what he said. Blatantly false is what Rand Carthon said of Kevin Byard asking for his release, but did not deny that the team had asked their all pro safety to take a pay cut. There has been zero discussion around anything with Ryan Tannehill other than that that is this team's quarterback moving forward. That has been the company line. We will see if it is something that actually comes to pass, but Ryan Tannehill, I think, is the most likely to be on this roster moving forward. Ryan Tannehill um, has not been discussed about pay cuts. Ryan Tannehill has not been discussed about restructures. Ryan Tannehill has not been discussed around extensions either. So it doesn't necessarily mean that Ryan Tannehill is this team's quarterback moving forward. But I believe in the year of our Lord, 2023, Ryan Tannehill is the most likely to be on this roster. Um, He has not been somebody that they seem to have been interested in jacking with at this stage. Uh, Cost 66 says Bayard has more upside. Well, um, maybe so, but he doesn't play quarterback. And quarterback is the most important player on the team, no matter whether you think the quarterback is good enough, bad enough, or indifferent enough. Quarterback always takes precedent. 
Now, I think that um, with Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is kind of the middle ground because Bayard, I think, is the least likely. I would not, in fact, I very much imagine a situation where if Kevin Bayard is unwilling, as has been reported, to take a pay cut, then I believe that they'll probably cut Kevin Bayard if um, they cannot agree on a different financial situation. I believe that Kevin Bayard will, in all likelihood, be released. Um, but Derrick Henry is not somebody that I would expect them to release or trade at this point for a variety of reasons. This was Rand Carthon when asked about Derrick Henry at the NFL owners meetings this week. There's nothing new to report. Um, it was an erroneous report that came out. You know, I've spoken to uh, Todd, you know, Derrick's representative, and, you know, we're in a good place. So there's nothing, nothing new to report from there. Um, I know Derrick trains like crazy um, in the location where he trains. I know the location. I don't want to put it out there, you mm. know. But um, Derrick is going to be Derrick. He's going to spend, take his time away and do what he has to do to make sure that he's ready to go. So I feel we're in a good place. So um, what Rain Carthon is saying is that reports of Derek being shopped are erroneous, his own words. And, uh, you know, that I guess will take him at his word. I have no reason to believe otherwise. Now, I do think that, um, I do think that them taking calls on Derrick Henry is different than them actually sh- actively shopping Derrick Henry. Uh, Xavier Cohen says Sanders fit. Yeah, uh, he did. You know, listen, ran. <laughs> I mean, uh, talking about Derrick Henry, where Derrick Henry trains in the offseason. Yeah, we we all know uh, that Derrick Henry trains at Sanders Fitness in Dallas. Uh, but you know, I think Ran is trying to be precautious or uh, operate precautionarily, um, given that. Yeah, you don't necessarily want to give away your player's training location, but Derek posts this all over his Instagram. So, you know, everybody who follows Derek Henry on social media knows that he trains at Sanders Fitness in Dallas. Either way, um, looking around at the Derek Henry situation, now I think that, again, listening to offers for Derek Henry is different than actively shopping him. And I believe, I believe Rain Carthon at his word that, that they, that, it was erroneous that they were actively shopping Derrick Henry, not that they were taking calls on Derrick Henry. Now, they may not have gotten an offer nearly good enough for Derrick Henry, and they may have dismissed it outright. We don't know that specifically. Um, Ran, how do you plan on making this team better? Trading Derrick Henry isn't how you do it. But I think there's every player has a, every player has a price. Um, I think those of you who are loyal to Derrick Henry and want him to be a part of the Tennessee Titans forever and ever, amen, I appreciate that. He's probably your favorite player. He's a record-setting NFL player. He's unlike anything um, or few things that we've seen in the history of the sport. And also, everybody has a price. And if they got the right price on Derrick Henry, then yeah, you're damn right. They better move his ass. But they didn't. And they haven't thus far. And if they don't, then they shouldn't trade him, right? Only if they're getting commensurate value for a player like Derrick do you make that move. Now, it seems at this point that they haven't. And Ryan Tannehill... I think is here to stay, certainly for 2023. Um, but looking around for uh, looking around at the at the situation, which player least likely um, to go uh, to still be uh, on the roster in 2023? It's definitely Kevin Byard, and I don't think it's close. Um, I don't think it's close at all. I'll explain what I mean right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible. By TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch. Go get your fitness journey started today. Get yourself 
physically ready for whatever it is that you want to accomplish, whether you're just trying to get yourself into better shape, whether you're trying to tone yourself up ahead of lake and beach season, whether you simply want to feel better, have more energy, and operate in a healthier space. TrueMath Fitness can do all of those things for you with any number of membership options. Their workouts are fantastic. Their group classes are my favorite. No workout is ever recycled or repeated. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for those membership options and for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Go to TrueMathFitness.com and try it out for yourself today. Um, This team won seven games last year, says David Brown. Every single player on the roster should be available for trade. All players have expiration dates, even fan favorites. And that is spoken like somebody who's been through NFL offseasons before. Um, There is no player that should be safe on this roster. Not one. Um, And I would say that on almost, I think the only player that I would say that should not ever be moved under any circumstances, or at least in present Uh, In the present NFL, I think Patrick Mahomes is the only player who I would not listen to calls on because he's the thing that everybody's after, right? He's the highest evolution of the most important position in sports. Um, Beyond that, I think every player has a price. Um, And, you know, there's probably a price for Patrick Mahomes as well, but not one that I think uh, exists in, in uh, in this world at this point. Now, Kevin Byard, I think, is the least safe out of any of these guys. Again, $19 million. Uh $19 million against the cap is a lot of money for a safety. Um, The restructures that John Robinson did with Kevin Byard's contract have put him, put them in this position and Kevin Byard isn't interested in playing for less money. I think that's fine. Um, I think, by the way, I think Byard's earned that right and we'll see what they decide to do with him. But if you're asking me which player is least likely to end up on this roster, they, they may all three be here in 2023. But I think this team is still very, very tight against the cap. They still have more moves to make. Um, and if they were to post June 1st, release Kevin Byard and free up about $14 million, it would not shock me by any stretch, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Anyway, let's uh, move on to Lamar Jackson, because I don't believe that the Tennessee Titans are going to be in the Lamar Jackson market. I do believe one team in the AFC South is now the betting favorite to land him. We'll get into that here in just a second, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. The Intel edge you need to succeed is what the Ashton team can offer you. They will help you sell your home without any showings or stagings, help you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market help you win the buyer battle, and cash in on your home equity now. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust. Go to GaryAshton.com. So, um, Lamar Jackson uh, has requested a trade. We haven't talked about it on the primetime show yet. And the question that I'm simply going to ask you is, where does Lamar Jackson play football this season? I think there's a lot of different options on the table. uh, And I think that that there um, there are... teams who are going to be fascinating to watch as we get closer to the draft and then in the post-draft process. Where does Lamar Jackson play football this season is the question that we are asking you guys. Jonathan Caverly says, the Patriots might get Lamar, but I still hope uh, Ran can, talking about Ran Carthon. Stephen Crozio believes that Lamar Jackson will play for the Tennessee Titans. 
Uh, Chris Bynes says the USFL. I don't think that's true. Jimbo says Buck wants Lamar so bad. I would love Lamar to be in Tennessee. I would love that. Um, God, that would be so much fun. It would make my year if Lamar was in Tennessee to have an exciting football player. Um, you know, Derek, Derek has been that I've gotten the great opportunity to cover Derek Henry and what, you know, could very well end up being a hall of fame career by the time it's all said and done. But, um, I think Derek with Lamar would be particularly special. And I think that would create a whole different version of what this Tennessee Titans running game would be. And I also think that it's completely unrealistic that they acquire him. Um, I think it's completely unrealistic that they acquire him, even as I would love that from a, uh, from a personal standpoint, Lamar Jackson would be great for business and you know, I'm all about the business baby, but I would say to you that, uh, you know, I think it's highly unlikely that that comes to pass. Now there is a team in the AFC South that does seem very, very likely to be in on the Lamar Jackson situation. If things go poorly for them in the NFL draft, I'll explain to you why I think the Colts are most likely to end up with Lamar Jackson right after we hear from Ian Rappaport at the NFL network. Well, first of all, John Harbaugh hit it right on the head. This is about money. It is about business. It's not about a soured relationship between a player and a team. It's just about finding his right value. And the reason I know that, the reason I believe that, sources have told me over the course of the last week, while the trade request was already in and has been in for several weeks from Lamar Jackson to the Baltimore Ravens, those two sides have been negotiating a potential deal. Obviously, they are not anywhere yet but the fact that lamar jackson has been engaged with the team does show you it appears that this is more about money than it is about feelings but obviously uh they are not there yet and lamar jackson has the ability to talk to teams has the ability to negotiate a deal has the ability to get an offer sheet from someone and uh general manager chris ballard from the colts has said they are among the teams that at least investigated it and looked into it no offer yet no deal yet so until that happens the options for Lamar Jackson seem pretty clear. It is don't sign, stay away and let it play out or sign and show up until there is an answer. Then we're going to be faced with more situations like John Harbaugh had earlier today where he sits down at the table. The trade request gets public and he is faced with endless questions once again about Lamar Jackson. So it's uh, it's really interesting to see how many teams have declared themselves out on Lamar Jackson. The Commanders in Houston both reportedly not interested in Lamar, which is crazy to me. I don't know what I'm what what the NFL doesn't see in Lamar Jackson that I <laughs> I continue to be an advocate for. I've watched him. I, let me see how many times have I watched Lamar play live. It's been quite a few. Uh, the Ravens and the Titans, fortunately, have played a great many games against one another since I've been covering them. Um, I think 2019 in the divisional round when the Ravens were the number one overall seed and the Titans won that game was the first one. Uh, there have been several regular season games and playoff games between the Titans and Lamar Jackson. And I've thoroughly enjoyed Lamar's Lamar. Lamar might be my favorite player to watch live. Um, and that's, you know, I haven't seen, I've seen Josh Allen a bunch of times. I've seen Patrick Mahomes, a ton. Obviously, I've covered every game of Derrick Henry's career. I don't think there's a player I enjoy watching more on the football field live than Lamar Jackson. Um, so the $200 million uh, guaranteed contract is the thing that is keeping teams away. Obviously, it is not the skill set of the player as much as it is the guaranteed contract 
that he very much seems to be after. But even still, like that's the market for quarterbacks these days. And I understand why that's a fear. And I understand why teams don't want to set that precedent, but I still think it's largely stupid. Um, you know, this is where this is where things are heading. Um, I think with quarterbacks anyway, and the precedent being out there, it's only going to make the next quarterback look at the guaranteed contract. If Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert want guaranteed contracts, Lamar Jackson wants a guaranteed contract. Who else is out there? Uh, uh, Justin Herbert? uh, No, I said Herbert. Herbert, Burrow, Tua, and Lamar. As these players start to become available, they all should be asking every one of these quarterbacks for guaranteed contracts. Um, The problem is, as MB correctly points out, they have to have $200 million in cash just to make the offer. And believe it or not, that's not necessarily the easiest thing for an NFL team to come up for unless they are... uh, unless they are players, um, excuse me, unless they are generational, like billionaires, like ultra billionaires among the billionaires already, right? Where we're now seeing the price for the, uh, the, the reported price for the commanders of $6 billion, which is almost $2 billion more than the Denver Broncos went for last year. We're starting to even box out the less than ultra, ultra, ultra rich, right? It's becoming an exclusive class to be an NFL owner beyond the billionaires who are already owners, right? The, the legacy uh, families are getting squeezed because they don't necessarily have the money that these tech people or Jeff Bezos or um, Walmart, right? The Walton Penner group that bought the Broncos last year, even the super rich are being squeezed on this. And yeah, if you want to get into the NFL game these days, you've got to have that kind of money to burn. And that's, I think going to weed, ownership groups out more uh, than ever before as the price on these things continue to elevate NFL franchises, that is. So, yeah, to realize that much cash immediately on top of all your other expenses in an NFL ownership group, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do, but that's the market. That's the market at this point. Um, And the Titans are not one of these cash-flush organizations where the Adams-Strunk family is already having to liquidate $700 million of their own assets just to have a portion of the stadium paid for and not even the biggest portion of the stadium paid for, I think, when you divvy it up by percentage. Um, Either way, it's going to be fascinating to see where Lamar ends up. I think it's most likely to be the Colts, given the Carolina Panthers leapfrogging them and the Texans for the number one overall pick, the Texans picking it two, and the Colts not getting there until four, not getting a crack at a quarterback till four, I think Indianapolis is the most likely scenario for Lamar at this point. Although Baltimore does not, I mean, they have a lot of leverage. They don't have to, they can match whatever it is that Indianapolis puts out there. And I don't think Jim Irsay is necessarily one of these ultra rich NFL ownership groups either at this stage, much more than the Tennessee Titans would be at this point. All right, let's move on to a gone viral video. The question that I want to ask you guys on Facebook YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch is this. Which Titans super fan is most likely to get arrested? Now, I want you to watch this video. Uh, oh, we don't have the video of the uh, of the Chiefs of the Chiefs super fan, Chiefsaholic. Um, so you'll forgive me. I'll have to pull up the details on specifically what happened uh, with Chiefsaholic, the uh, person who was apparently robbing banks to pay for his uh, Chiefs season tickets and is now uh, <laughs> skip bail 
at this point, among other things. Either way, there's a Chiefs super fan who has been uh, who, who is facing charges of robbing an Oklahoma credit union in December. He has removed his GPS device and he has skipped bail at this point. So for those of you who have not seen this story, um, he failed to appear in court on Monday via ESPN.com. Xavier Badubar is his full name. Um, originally arrested in December for allegedly robbing the Tulsa Teachers Credit Union in Bixby, Oklahoma. He faces charges of robbery with a dangerous weapon, along with assault while masked or disguised. He dresses like a wolf, this chief Saholic, uh, at this point, and he is uh, somebody who is pretty hilarious. I can see Buck in handcuffs as Charles Welbeck, yeah, but I'm saying Titans super fans, not people who, uh, you know, just work here. Uh, but yes, you could have likely put me in handcuffs at any point over the course of this weekend at Geodas Park while I was running around doing debaucherous things. But, um, super fans is the question. And there's not a ton of Titans super fans out there, which is pretty interesting. There's a Spider-Man guy who, you know, maybe, uh, maybe he should be arrested for wearing very, very tightly fitting, uh, outfits in ways that are not necessarily flattering. Um, but he is good enough to wear shorts on it uh, on the uh, spider-man outfit so at least it's not a uh, you know a full bulge type situation which titan super fan is most likely to get arrested there's not that many to pick from ironically enough robert and i had to think about this for quite some time while you guys nominate arrestees i will tell you that the primetime show is made possible by superbook sports download the superbook app today and they'll match your first bet up to one thousand dollars win or lose nobody will offer you better odds boost and promo bets than superbook.com as a matter of fact superbook is the uh, best place to get in on the action for baseball and the push for postseason is on in hockey and basketball as well you can make it all count this spring with superbook sports they're the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in las vegas plus you can get a 250 dollars bonus when you sign up deposit and wager in the same day, visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So which Titan superfan is most likely to get arrested? Mr. Jones says Todd Downing. Yeah, that did absolutely happen. Um, we have Chris Frazier. Arrest him for stalking A.J. Brown. Says Nate's burner. Uh, Karen O'Keefe says Chili Pepper. I don't think Chili is like... I've been around Chili a lot because he's at every Titans game. I'm at every Titans game too, so I interact with Chili Pepper a great deal. I believe Chili is uh, not somebody who is going to put himself in a, in a position to get arrested, although, you know, the man is, uh, he's Chili is fascinating. I don't know what he does for a living, but he uh, does appear to be, um, you know, very, very comfortable in his life. Uh, and uh, I'd be curious to know how it is that he came to uh, be in the position that he's in either way. Eric Alonzo says Mickey Ryan seems like he can get it pissed at a Titans loss. It is pretty funny to, uh, to listen to Mickey. I sit next to Mickey in the press box um, and Mickey does get very upset about the, uh, the way that the Titans lose. And it makes me very happy because it's hilarious to, because Mickey, you know, Mickey is not somebody who's outwardly, a motive at that point. Again, uh, you guys are nominating me. I, <laughs> I'm sober as hell at these games, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you know how much better my job would be if I could drink on the job? Uh, oh, Jelly Roll is a good submission. Jelly Roll is absolutely a Titans uh, fan. Je but Jelly's not a super fan. Like, 
this is the thing. We don't really, uh, we don't necessarily have Titan super fans out there, except for the one. LeBron Flame 615 has the one name. Mitch Ferkins, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend, the great one as he calls himself. Mitch Ferkins is who I would put my money on to be the Titan super fan, most likely to have a run in with the law. I'm here with another Titans Radio training camp fan of the day. Now, when did your love for the Titans first begin? The Houston Oilers. The Houston Oilers. So you've been a fan for a while. Yes. You have a lot of tattoos. Yes. How many are there? Around 38. And are they all Titans related? Uh, two of them's not. Okay, so 36 of them are Titans related. What is the story behind those? I'm just the number one Titans fan. I mean, I get degraded about all my tattoos, but... I can want to get more. I keep getting them. Who are you looking forward to seeing here at training camp today? Uh, Marcus Mariota, uh, Cameron White, Tannehill, Delaney Walker. I'm excited to see all of them. And how excited are you for this team heading into this 2019 season? I'm so excited. I've had this ta 2017 tattoo. It's changed to 18. Now it's changed to a 19. So I'm hoping this year that my Titans come through. This year might be the year. Well, we're glad you're here. Have fun today. <laughs> so that that woman's name is Anna Glenn Grove. She used to be an intern. Oh, look at that. It's me and Mitch. <laughs> look at producer Robert. Yes, that is me and the great one. He uh, oftentimes likes to uh, photobomb our setup at the Titans radio uh, pre-game situation. Mitch is somebody who I have uh, had interactions with every season that I've been here. Mitch Ferkins is a, a unique individual. He's always there. He's always at the very, very top of the 300 level, and he's always very passionate about the Tennessee Titans football team. It's too funny. We will, uh, we will see. Uh, we will see. What classifies you as a super fan, says Aubrey Calvin? Well, I feel like you have to be I feel like you have to be recognizable. Like Chili Pepper fits the mold, right? Ferkins fits the mold. I think the the dude that dresses up in full body armor, I think it's just Titan Man. I think he is somebody who is recognizable. Used to be the pineapple guy. I haven't seen him since Marcus Mariota got uh, or did not get his contract renewed. Haven't seen Pineapple Man for at least uh, three seasons at this point. But there's really not a ton of them. You have to be recognizable, though. And those are really the only three that come to mind. Pro probably uh, Cadillac, who wears that big Titans helmet. It looks like uh, looks like a he looks like uh, the what's what's the guy's name from Super Mario Toad, the mushroom. He looks like Toad with the way that he wears that guy. I see a lot at Titans games. Um, you know, I think there's uh, the the uh, Stephanie Perkins, who was the Titans fan of the year, went to the Super Bowl. A couple of years ago, I think those, uh, I think Stephanie is somebody who is recognizable by the Titans fan base at this point. But yeah, I think, uh, I think there's really not that many at this point. Either way, that's going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. Great to kind of get back into the swing of things again. Thank you guys for being um, so understanding the last couple of days with us. The radio show was a lot of fun today. I'd invite you to go check it out. Um, we had a great time once we kind of got through the initial um reporting of the first hour on the covenant school shooting the community foundation uh here in middle tennessee is accepting donations to directly support the victims and the families of the covenant school shooting cfmt 
CFMT, CFMT.org is where you can go to donate to the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee, where they are accepting financial donations um, to help support the families who have been dealing with the tragedy of yesterday's events here in Nashville. Um, Thank you guys, as always, for spending some time. We'll be back at it tomorrow on radio from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. A lot of Titans to talk. Vols spring practice updates. We'll do that as well. Uh, And if I don't catch you there, I'll see you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime. Are you surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.